And and Lynch is one of those seasons. But during Lynch, I used like a signed group of texts from the Lynch family. And I just studied them out and we just talked about them together, which is kind of fun. So I don't come in with any like agenda. I just use the text that they give me. But in this case, um, we're using the, the Lynch family. And as I read through the, the passages, prepare for this year's web series, um, I just have the title of the series, Clock, um, because it seems to me that each of these passages are using public language to speak the public language. And Paul references some kind of vision aspect of his message to you. Sometimes when Jesus came in and like, bumped into his life, and then he goes back to the public language. Which I think is appropriate, because there's much
this, but faith way of getting right with God's said, Don't say you're going to go to God to bring Christ down to death. And don't say who will go to God or go to Christ and death and bring Christ back to life. So this message is very frustrating on your lips and in your heart. So this is a direct quote from Deuteronomy 30. He's quoting Moses in Deuteronomy. Uh, just before the Israelites go to the promised land, Moses stands before them to reiterate all of God's commands.
form fits actually means to change your mind. To actually think differently. We might say that a change of heart. And here's why I think that a little differentiation is so important. The standard of the standard of repentance is to stop doing whatever state you're repenting. You cannot do that anymore. You turn away from it. So let's say we're lying. Because we're going to take a lie and you just stop lying. That doesn't mean you're going to say it. You're going to turn away from lying. That's the way we generally use the word. And we're kind of certain for that's exactly what they tell us. And here's what's important. You know you can actually choose not to lie and be forced not to lie. Because the consequences are so stiff if you do it, and not have a change of heart about lying, not change your mind about lying at all, you just decide not to do it in that moment. But there's a difference between just turning away from yourself and actually having a heart change. I think repentance goes deeper than just saying we're starting, it goes deeper than just changing our behavior. I think repentance is actually changing our thinking. Changing our mind, changing our hearts. Maybe changing your perspective is a better way of putting it. I think Paul sums up what that means in the two verses just before this morning's passage. And honestly, this is the central theme of what Paul teaches in all of his letters. He says, they don't understand God's way, some of the Jews, they don't understand God's way of making people right for themselves. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of being right with God by turning people off. But Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the Lord is given. As a result, all who believe in Him will be right for God. That's what Paul said. The two verses right before this morning. This sounds crazy, but I honestly think repentance is changing the way we think righteousness happens. I heard a quote from Elon Musk recently. Um, he said, one of the most engineers today is that they're really good optimizing systems that never should have existed in the first place. And, and, and it's funny that you know, we go to school and you're given a test and, and, uh, and you're just told to answer the test, the question. You're know, given the option to go, hey, I'd like to argue the premise of the question itself. This is a good question. Like, we're not allowed to do that. We're just talking. Whatever question they give you, you have to get the right answer to it. We're not taught to question whether or not the system is going to be this way. So engineers are asked, Given a, you know, a given system, and they're asked to make it work better. They can't even optimize it. They just need function better. You know, and they do a great job at that. But it's like someone brings you a piece of paper that you come to the table with a needle in that might retail for $100. And it's just not working smoothly. And you're like, do you need a needle dealer that costs $100? Is it, is it that hard? I mean, it's, but that's kind of what we do a lot of we have stupid systems that shouldn't even exist in the first place and that's to optimize and make it work. I think that kind of thing often happens in Christianity. We spend so much time talking about sin management, how you hold sin, and you have to hold a link to the God, and which sins are the disqualifying types of those things that you have to realize that we're missing the whole point. Paul said Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law came. So all you believe in the right of God. That means when you when it comes to sin management, there's nothing else for you to do. Except trust that this is true. And that's the sticking point. Let me see if I can bring all this craziness back in the box of Help with Moses. And he's passed it with Moses. 